Hello and welcome to the Dream Restaurant. I am your host and in the Dream Restaurant we will ask you your favourite ever starter, main course, side dish, drink and dessert. This is a takeoff of the popular podcast Off Menu so if you haven't listened to that give that a listen and then join us for our, our family version. The rules are there are no rules. Hello, welcome to a new episode of the Dream Restaurant Podcast. Tonight, our special guest is the one and only Dan Holdsworth. Good evening. Hi, Dan. Hi, how are you? Good. Welcome, Dan. Taylor is also here. Hi, Taylor. Hello, I will be cooking for you tonight. Oh, what a treat. Thanks for, uh, thanks for inviting me onto the pod. You're very welcome. This is your dream restaurant. Do you, this is a bonus question, do you have an idea of where, if you could be anywhere, where this restaurant might be, what kind of setting you're in? Do you have a view? A country, a location? So, uh, I hadn't actually thought about this yet, but I would say alfresco dining for sure. It's got to be outside. Good choice. Yeah. Um, and I'm, I'm gonna, I'm gonna go really, I'm gonna go for the cliche. It's, it's in Toddy, in Umbria, overlooking the town in the valley. I didn't want to say that I thought that's what you would think, but <laughs> <laughs> I kind of, I I kind of had an idea. Anywhere else. Yeah, it's the, it's basically it's that restaurant we went to on your your stag do the night before your wedding. <laughs> and on the table, Alfresco, are you having water still or sparkling? sparkling always i was shocked at taylor's still choice yeah different cultures i mean i guess i guess maybe i'm just like a little looser in the wallet than he is (laughs) no no tap anymore (laughs) you've gone up in the world (laughs) i reckon there might be a couple of future guests that go for the tap oh yeah yeah for sure (laughs) Yet to be seen. And do you have bread on the table? Oh, definitely. Definitely. And any particular kind? I like uh, like a semi-whole wheat, you know? Like a little bit of multigrain, a little bit of white. I feel like the, the multigrain adds that kind of richness. Um. We can yeah. do that. And of course, butter, olive oil, balsamic dip. Goes without saying. All right. Semi whole wheat with everything on the side. I love it. Mm-hmm. Um, let's just move on to the starter. So I've well everything I've picked is quite is quite emotional food for me. I think I think that's yeah. a good that's a food good is, food is a 
yeah yeah food is emotional it's all about mood so for starter it's uh delia smith delia smith spicy prawns that mum always used to make on uh on christmas eve all right mm-hmm. so that is a prawn cocktail right uh no, no, it's not a prawn cocktail. So it's like it's prawns with like peppers, red onions in kind of like a sauce that's almost a dressing, but like a little bit more liquidy. It's really good for bread dipping. And it's spicy, you said? Yeah, it's like a little bit spicy. It's not, it's not super spicy, but it's got like a, it's very tangy. All right. It's very tangy. Mm. And, yeah, and, and I suppose has to be served with fresh bread. Yes, and Christmas Eve obviously is very nostalgic. Yeah. Can we manage? I that, think we Jeff? can manage that. I've just <laughs> learned how to make it this minute. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um. So oh, Chris, Christmas Christmas Eve just made me think about Anna Ramson actually. When you said like nostalgic Christmas Eve memories, <laughs> uh, being drunk in church and then puking behind the bench outside, yeah, yeah. For context, Taylor, this was <laughs> this was she was actually one of our teachers oh, at the okay. time. Oh, so inappropriate. <laughs> and this was at a church. Church function. Oh, Church, but it yes, wasn't mass. okay. It was a Christmas mass. Midnight. Oh, yeah. I see. Midnight mass on Christmas Eve, which is often coupled with visiting the pub beforehand. <laughs> um, not notoriously full of drunks. Midnight mass. Yeah, not usually quite to that level though. <laughs> Normally, just like very happy singing drunks. Uh, yeah, Mem- memorable <laughs> Christmas then. Yeah. <laughs> or not. Or not. Also true. <laughs> Quick recap. We are outside in Toddy. We are having sparkling water, yeah. semi-whole mm-hmm. wheat bread, a little bit of white, a little bit of brown, and then Delia Smith's mm-hmm. spicy prawn dish. Yeah. Anything you'd mm-hmm. like to add, omit, change? Oh, uh... Obviously, we've had Aperols before this. Okay. So that has even hit the table. So let's add in a pre dinner cocktail. Yeah. Uh, and then just the one Aperol and then crisp, crisp cold white served with the prawns. All right. Are we going to go for a drink choice with every course? Probably. Honestly, yeah. actually, uh, I, I'd probably stick with the white throughout. If we're going to stick with the outdoor dining, I'm imagining it's kind of late, early, an early dinner outside. I'm just going to stick with the white. House white. House white. Done. Mm-hmm. Free flowing. Yeah. Yeah. Excellent. <laughs> on, on tap. tap. Oh, we'll go, on we'll tap. go with a nice white for the first course and then house white. And it could just get worse and worse. <laughs> <as the night laughs> <goes on. laughs> yeah. <laughs> they actually did that to us before Elona's wedding in uh, Sardinia. There was, we were staying in a tiny, tiny little town near the kite surfing place. 
And we went out for dinner with this one other English couple who were on the kite surfing course with us. And we got the house reg, like liter of the house reg, share it between the fours. It was fine. And then another liter of the house reg with the main course. And Kelty fully called the bonnet. She was like, this isn't the same stuff. Wow. And the guy like the guy like just like looked kind of sheepish and just took it away without saying anything and brought a different carafe back. Oh, <laughs> I hadn't noticed at all. Would have gladly drunk it without questioning it. For I wonder how many times <laughs> that happens. It, do- it doesn't happen at my <laughs> restaurant. <laughs> so, uh, oh goodness, no! Not in the not dream in the dream restaurant. restaurant. <laughs> in the same part of uh, same part of Sardinia, we've visited a couple of wineries like around the same time, and one of them had a modified gas pump. Uh, fulfilling your demijohns of table round. Oh my god! So it was just like out front, and you just rolled up with your four thing and like pop the gas thing thing and blur. <laughs> <laughs> I'd say that was what he swapped it for. Oh dear! <coughs> oh dear! That is a dream feature. <laughs> I mean, this is the dream. This is the dream restaurant. So, do you want a gas pump at your table? No, no, definitely not. <laughs> definitely not. Especially not if Anthony Holds was there, you know, it's like with white wine. <laughs> I will have yeah. the servers bring freshly corked bottles as required. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. With a suitable pause in between just so that you've noticed you ran yes. out. <laughs> we'll even show you the label just to make sure we're drinking the same yeah. thing. <laughs> All right, main course. Let's have it. I I'm I'm sticking with emotional food, and I'm going pizza bambina. Oh, <gasps> yes! I'm so happy about this. Black olives. Tell us what sweet corn. What is on pizza? Black yep. olives, sweet corn, ham, cheese. Is it from Pierre Luigi? Of course. Of course. The very same. Yeah, not not yeah, Pierre Luigi in its current form, if that even exists. No. I I would guess it's probably bankrupt, like most restaurants in the UK <laughs> at this point. Uh, <laughs> but yeah, yeah, yeah. Have you ever had I, it anywhere as good or better, or is nothing ever compared? I I I've eaten a lot of good pizza. I I don't think I could say. Con- I don't think I could make a comparison from memory, um, but it was it was excellent pizza. I always remember like struggling to finish it <laughs> and being painfully full afterwards, um, but extremely satisfied. Well, and you would have you would have been very young as well. You wouldn't have been that old. A bambino. A bam- Yes. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, I don't know, like eight, nine is yeah. how old I imagine myself, like consuming pizza bambina. Well, one of the features of the dream restaurant is you don't get full. You're satisfied, but you're never Bam. full. <laughs> <laughs> Which brings us nicely to our uh, side dish. Are you having a side dish or are you just happy with the pizza bambina? 
Oh, if I so I was actually torn between this. I would throw uh, like Parmigiana would be my, uh, my second good choice. My second go-to. Yeah. Um. Yeah, no doubt. And here's here's a question for that one. Made. Made by mm-hmm. anybody in particular or from somewhere? No, oh, it's got to be Annie Susan. Okay. Oh, thank goodness you said that. <laughs> I thought there was going to be like some sort That's of why family rift. It has to be Auntie Susan. Yeah. yeah. No, no, Auntie Susan's Parmigiana, no doubt. Yeah. Um, is that all right with you, Taylor? You're going to let Auntie Susan in the kitchen? for that course. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, she does the best parmigiana. No it's gotta doubt. be then. All right, so we started with Aperol. Now we're on to your dinner drink as well as this is being served. So do you want to stick with Aperol, stick with white wine, or have... No, it was crisp. Yeah, yeah crisp or... white wine we're on to. Crisp white, like not low, lower alcohol. I'm going to say like an 11%. Uh, like really strong white wine. Uh, yeah, we're just sticking Done. with that. We're going to stick with the white. Yeah. Very drinkable. Yeah. Sounds good. So then we move on to the dessert. Dessert? Oh, I'm going to go with a cleansing sorbet in between. All right. Interesting. Uh, uh, maybe like a melon or something. And and mm-hmm. a long rest and, and a long pause, a long pause in the service at this point. You know, like just I hate when dessert comes too yeah, quickly. Yeah, it makes the night end very quickly as yeah. well. It kind of changes the tone. Yeah, and and always like you're already like normally if the portion sizes are right and you've been an adult, you're like full at the end of main course. And if they bring dessert too quickly, then you're just uncomfortably <laughs> full. And not in this situation, because I have unlimited capacity, yes. apparently. Uh, <laughs> but yeah, that's pet hate, dessert too quick. Very good observations. So sorbet is the palate <laughs> cleanser. Is there a main yeah. dessert? Is there something like... There better be. Otherwise, I'm leaving. <laughs> like the dessert, the dessert, um, all dessert, something I'm... you would always order if you saw it. Okay, I'm gonna, I'm gonna go actually like three okay. ways here. Um, yes. I got two sweets. Okay. I'm going uh, sticky toffee pudding and profiteroles. Choice of choice, choice of probably a bit of both. Um, and then another long pause before the cheese board and brandy. Uh, <laughs> I'm a big fan of this meal. Uh, it's yeah. very, it's very like Great I choice. would say diverse, but it's quite on theme. I would say, yeah. It does have a theme. I mean, it's yeah. Ital- it's Italian, isn't it, really? It, it's mostly, uh, it, it's like anglicised Italian. Yeah. And very nostalgic and, oh, yeah, it is, emotional. It is edible nostalgia. But, 
Yeah, in a very positive Which way. Which I think is how we all kind of adapt food as time goes on. You kind of go back to old favorites, but it's never quite the same. Things change, but I'd say the base flavors are the same. Totally. Totally. Well, and you attach food to a time in your life or a person yeah. in your life as well. Absolutely. Uh, so stiff, sticky toffee pudding, I'm assuming we're going mum's, and I believe it's a Delia Smith recipe again. I, I know mum and dad have both turned out the sticky toffee puddings. I think I think dad might have turned out more sticky toffee puddings, honestly. Interesting. Ooh, I, it, controversial. An anti, more of an Anthony Holdsworth signature dish, to be honest. Are you are you sure, or do you just remember that he likes eating it? He's definitely a big fan of the consumption. Um, yeah, but I think he's I think he's created a fair amount of sticky puddings in his time. What's interesting yeah. is Anna and I like a lot of the same foods. I'd say almost everything we both share we like, but I love sticky toffee pudding, and mm. Anna would almost never choose it. It's true. I just think after a, a big meal, it's just too heavy. Oh, it's a it's a robust dessert, no doubt. Like the profiterole is much more uh, ladylike. <laughs> let's let's talk about the profiteroles. Obviously, made by yourself if you let your wife slip into Ooh, the kitchen, Taylor. Absolutely. Just for. <laughs> I I would be delighted. Although I do remember one time when I made profiteroles and everyone kept commending you on about how you made the best profiteroles ever, and uh, someone got a little bit upset about that. <sighs> What's yeah. the saying? Often imitated, <laughs> never duplicated. All right, let's talk about this Dessert cheese board. Dessert course number three. Cheese board? Oh, uh, gooey blue. Yep. Uh, like, like <laughs> really stinky. Yeah, super stinky. <laughs> like to the point where, like, the mold on the outside, you're like, is that, is that really the mold that the, that the producer intended? Or is something else growing on top of that? <laughs> yes, exactly like those cheese boxes <coughs> that Ilona sent Oh, from fromage.com, where you're like, huh, I didn't know you yeah. ate blue cheeses. And you're like, it's not. That was a, that was a cream yeah. brie when it left France. But the blue cheese is it's a well-traveled dream. <laughs> yeah. I ate some of those anyway, yeah. and it was really good, honestly. I ate all of them. Even they all had mold on the outside by the time they got yeah. to us. And I wasn't sure whether it was supposed to be there or not, but it was still those amazing. Those deliveries were a revelation. Mm-hmm. <laughs> It is incredible how fast mold grows. In the right conditions, absolutely. Yeah. All right, so a gooey blue. Yeah, gooey blue, <laughs> gooey blue. Um, I love Jarlsberg. Good choice. Like, just I love that little like sweetness it has. Um, it's like a what Swiss is Jarlsberg? It? It's like it's like like good eat Yeah, it's kind of in the middle. Oh yeah. Yeah. 
It's yeah, got holes I, in it. I love it. And Indiana. it's like a darker yellow. And it's got this like really Moorish, like sweet edge to it on the front of the palette. Yes, I know exactly what you mean. It's like the type of cheese that's yes. like cartoon mouse yeah, cheese. Yeah, 100%. 100%. Like, yeah. Jerry Jerry lived in Jarlsberg, for sure. Is there a third cheese on this board? <laughs> yeah. Third cheese? I hadn't contemplated my cheeses. Um... A third cheese? <laughs> maybe a fourth and fifth cheese, too. Yeah, for sure. Um... <laughs> I, I love Borsa. I do too, actually, and it's not something Borsa? I would buy. Borsa. No, it's never something I would buy, but whenever I'm at like a function and there's a cheese board, I, I that love is that a game stuff. changer. Again, I find it like very like that garlicky Moorishness. Is this something that you would want from a particular restaurant, or is it something you'd want to go to a nice cheese shop and sort out yourself? Yeah, I just go and buy it yeah. from the deli counter. Yeah, I, I actually, I find, like, I, I really hate, I, I find the trend of, like, charcuterie and cheese boards in restaurants really annoying. And, like, I go to a restaurant to do something I can't do at home. I could buy salami and cheese and yes, cut it up. absolutely. <laughs> really easily yes. and i have no interest in paying you 35 dollars for doing it for me it's definitely a trend in <laughs> you know? i would say absolutely it's oh it's a trend because it's like super yeah. convenient and really good markup and and i i enjoy it but it it annoys me it annoys the yorkshire <laughs> in me the whole time i'm just looking at it and be like 35 dollars and you couldn't give me a third slice of this Really? Yeah. I agree. And they always give you the tiniest bits of cheese and they bulk it out with like crackers and grapes. Oh, yeah. What is it What is it you're paying for? Literally nothing. It's it's like... The pleasure. It's, it's like sushi, you know? It's like rice and seaweed. So this yeah. is a reasonably priced, self-curated cheese um, board. With good yeah, portions. 100%. 100%. <laughs> We'll call it the Yorkshireman's <laughs> cheese board. Sounds excellent. Are you having are you having crackers and oh, yeah. uh, we got a variety of crackers, you know, like I do like a like a bit of a like a marmalade, like a like a tart orange marmalade to go on there, some grapes, a little bit of melon, you know. I do. Don't get me wrong. I love cheese boards and charcuterie boards, and like the more things on them, the a good better. Craze. Yeah, it's just like economically, I object. You mentioned <laughs> a cognac or something like that. Are we at that point? This is. Yeah. Yeah. Definitely, definitely. And again, this is always like, again, the like emotional side of it. I always remember Uncle Gary and Dad at the end of the meal, Pierre Luigi, like little coffee and an Armagnac. Yeah. Yeah. Maybe you could have a mint imperial on the way Ooh, out. Yes. I, uh, they didn't have mint, did they? Oh yeah, it, sorry. It, it was something. No, it like was that. Mint Imperials. Sure. You're right. It was Mint Imperials. Yeah. 
Yeah. All right. Let's add those in too then. Yeah. I feel like this dessert has taken really, over the I... meal and that's awesome. <laughs> <laughs> We've talked about cheese boards now for about There's 10, a lot that goes minutes. into it. <laughs> I, I... <laughs> the Mint Imperial brings me back to another point of Luigi that I really liked. I really enjoyed the like two phase like bar dr- drink in the bar area before they seated you. I think it was yeah. just super civilized, like really nicely done, like another way that kind of like stretched out the dining experience a little bit. Um, yeah, I, I, I think it's. I, I think more restaurants should have that. I don't. I actually can't think of another restaurant I've ever been in that had that format. Really, it did that really well. All of my memories or a lot of my memories were from that front bar area, actually. Yeah. yeah. But I really, I, yeah, it, it's, in, for me, it was like, it's very natural. But then, I, yeah, I really can't think of another restaurant. I guess the, the actually, Sushi Village. Yeah, kind, kind of. of. I see yes, what you mean. I was going to say Il Caminetta. Now of. has quite a big lounge in the side. But I think they also serve They do, there, but they so. but, but it is like that's like yeah. that's just the bar side. Like you know, like a, a lot of restaurants have that, and you know, you can sit at the bar, order a few things, and have a drink. But like where it's like a formal part of the dining process, Sushi Village kind of yeah, has it, but in a much less civilized and less well done way. <laughs> they do, and I'm I'm not sure what the difference is. Like, there's some sort of magic ingredient where Sushi Village. I feel like I'm just a little bit annoyed waiting for my table yeah i think it's because like they just keep squishing people in there or pre-covid uh they just kept squishing people in there whereas like pierre luigi was like here's your ta- here's your bar table and it was yours until yeah. your dining table was ready whereas sushi village it's like here's a waiting area for people who haven't got a table yet we'll give you a drink while you sit there you know it's like yeah like, an important differentiation. Yeah. yeah. And I guess it's it's probably down to real estate actually, and that like where like these days high street real estate is a lot more expensive. And that then, you know, like Newland Ave real estate, it wasn't pretty expensive. So you could afford to have like a big bar area it- with lots of seats. Yeah, the whole from what I remember, the whole restaurant was massive. It might have just been because I was very small. Back I think, then. It, but the whole place was huge. I I remember always wanting to go upstairs, but I never ever actually going there. Never. No. And you always looked at that. You thought, oh, it'd be so cool to sit upstairs up here, Luigi. But it never, never happened. Did. Did it even exist? Maybe it was just a. I actually wondered that because we always system. went there really early, so it was always dead. And I always part of me wondered, was like, does everyone ever sit up there? Is it just like a prop in the sky? Are they real? I suppose a lot of these, well, I mean, especially <laughs> down Newland Ave, they never were intended to be restaurants, so they had the ability to be unique like that. I would say uh, Pierluigi must have been purpose built though, because it was like a. 
big like it was like a very it was like standard brick front but it must have they must have basically like added an industrial yeah, unit possibly. onto the back of that thing i know but down, it was huge. down it was there huge like we went to a bar with joe and it was it used to be a bank i believe remember that emma Yeah, and it, Gosh, and, and it was like remember, a bank that walked right. in and the bar, yeah. I guess, would have been like where the tellers used to be. So it's kind of interesting how they adapt them, especially in England. Is, isn't that every bank in the UK now? It's yeah, just I guess a so. And, revolution. and Leeds, I think. I think like J.B. Oliver is in an old <laughs> bank in Leeds now. So. <laughs> We're having sparkling water. Semi whole wheat bread, little bit of white mixed in, of uh, you know, olives, olive oil, balsamic, all that. Starter is Delia Smith's spicy prawn dish to be eaten with the bread, which is a good combination, I think. Main course we have pizza bambino from Pierre Luigi's, uh, the old style, like best time you've ever had it. Drinks. We're going to stick with house crisp white wine. So Aperol's to start pre-dinner, crisp white wine, and then dessert. We're going to have a sorbet. Sounds very nice. Little palate cleanser. Then we have three desserts. We have sticky toffee pudding made by Tony, profiteroles made by Anna, and then the world's biggest, most in-depth cheese board curated by Dan himself. How does that sound? That's Sounds a heck of fantastic. a meal. I am very happy with that. I also just want to quickly add it in absolutely the was. side dish. And I'm with sorry Susan's I missed that. Yeah. And after the dessert, we also have coffee, almanac, and a mint imperial. Done. <laughs> fantastic <laughs> choices. This is going anything to be a really hard right one to do. You want to add? Would you ever change anything? Do you think this is a meal that you would one day make? Oh, I, I actually, I was just thinking about that. I fully intend to to serve this meal at some point in the future. Maybe, Great. maybe, I'll yeah, maybe this will be a like co- uh, end of COVID party dinner. Well, we're all involved in some true. way, so we all kind of have to be yeah, there. Yeah, especially with mum and dad getting their residency news today, which here, is here. very Congratulations. exciting. Thanks for oh, thanks coming. For, thanks awesome. for having me on I the think... pod. I look forward to hearing uh, the, re- the rest of your guests. <laughs>